Welcome to the Old Souls and Seekers podcast brought to you by Satori Prime. If you're anything like us, you've been around and around the personal development and mindset block quite a few times. You've read the books, watched the videos, attended the seminars, and even worked with a coach or two, and yet you still find yourself searching for more. You may even feel stuck or that you should be farther along than where you are right now. And after doing over a decade of mindset work, we've come to this realization. Mindset work is like a small hit of dopamine that distracts you from your true work. You get these little hits of feeling better only to be met with the same underlying conditions and patterns over and over again. Now, mindset was an important part of your evolution as well as ours, but it hits a plateau and now you find yourself ready for that deeper layer of growth and expansion. If you're listening to this podcast, then you're ready to get off that Ferris wheel. This podcast is only for those that are ready to dive deep and do the real inner healing work. For those that are ready to move past more information into actual experiences. If you're looking for more understanding, then you've come to the wrong place. This is a home for old souls ready to fully embrace and remember who they truly are. Ready to make a profound difference in their lives and in the lives of others. So welcome home, dear one. We're excited to be part of your journey. Um, <clears throat> awesome. Let's just well, dive right in, in. Let's dive right in. We got a, a short window and a lot to get in there. So, you know, Guy labeled this uh, dealing with disappointment. Um, but I just want to preface as we're having this conversation that you can replace disappointment with fear, with sadness, uh, with overwhelm, really sad, like whatever, whatever is a, a triggered emotion that you're having, uh, guys just had, a a bunch of strings of disappointment recently. So disappointment is very much alive in his system. And I'm sorry for pinging that in your system. As I say that, that's okay. um, that's okay. And, and the intention really of today's call and why I, I think uh, Guy is going to be courageous and vulnerable with you here is I think we all deal with high levels of some sort of emotion. And then we have ways that we numb that or overcome that, you know, whether it's drinking, knocking ourselves asleep with pills, uh, smoking going for runs, doing whatever we have. We have like methodologies to kind of like avoid actually being in the felt sense of what's happening. Uh, and as you guys know, we've trained ourselves to sit in the felt sense. And sometimes that felt sense can be incredibly, incredibly uncomfortable. Uh, so I wanted to bring guy out to just kind of share with you guys a his story and B we'll get into, you know, what are the things that he's doing to actually, remain grounded and, and not go for the proverbial ride with, uh, with this sense of disappointment that he's going to share with you today. So, uh, before <laughs> you share with them all of that, maybe just give them like a little bit of background on kind of what's been happening over the last, you know, week, few days, et cetera. Well, ironically, it's like, like everything else, whatever you, um, I'm getting echo by the way from you. I don't know if it's going to cut out now. Yeah. Uh, ironically, like with anything else in life, when you start focusing on it, it tends to um, show up in your experience more and more. And a few weeks back, I was sitting with our 
our teacher and I had noticed this, uh, these parts in my system, these, these patterns of, of disappointment and it, and like a, a lot of times how it shows up in, in business relationships and personal relationships, you know, it's, a, it's just like nothing new. And I'm sure a lot of us can relate, right. You go into something and, and, and I'm kind of like this eternal optimist, like no matter how much life has, has thrown lemons, you know, at me, um, I, I, f I find hope in it. And something my teacher said that was interesting. I'd never considered before. He said, um, he said, hope is the beginning of the pattern. And I really kind of had to like sit with that for a moment. I'm like, hope is the beginning of the pattern. And when I really checked it out, he's right. Like it's, it's how I go into experiences and situations. There's a lot of hope and, and, um, excitement around it. And he's like, and, and it always comes back to the same thing. It's never like the thing is the issue. Like there's no problem with hope and there's no problem with any modality for healing that you might be approaching or trying or teachers. Like, you know, I had experienced this a few years back also with, um, some modality I got really excited about. And he also, he's like, he's like, I wouldn't do that about this modality. And it's not about the modality not being good. It's about like, what's doing the modality. What's, what is it that's, that's creating the hope. And, um, and that's really what I want to talk about today is like, you're, you know, we all have these, these parts in our system that get attached to certain experiences. And then there's like, there's like hope from up here. It's like, I want things to work out. Yay. It's gonna be so exciting. But it's like, uh, it, it's like, this is the way that our, our system is trying to find safety. And so it uses these like high, high and low kind of frequencies. Sure. But really it's the way it's the, really the way like disappointment has kind of backdoored itself into my system. If you want to say that it's found this like backdoor through hope. And so it uses this like mechanism. Now, again, I want to say like, if I was centered and grounded and neutral in my system and I'm experiencing these like blissful experiences of hope, that would be very different type of hope that most of us are experiencing. Most of us are like, I hope it works out. I hope it's going to be good. I hope they're not going to hurt me. You know, like these kind of experiences. And so, um, a few things that kind of happened to me recently was um, taking on a, a potential new uh, business partnership that me and my wife sunk in quite a bit of money to that, that just went absolutely nowhere. Um, and I just, the relationship itself, not, there wasn't like a sour relationship. It just wasn't just far from meeting expectations in terms of what we, what we thought we were going to get for um, our investment. Um, so you know, in essence, lost quite a bit of money there. And, then, um, I was just telling Elon a story from last night. So Elon and I, um, we DJ quite a bit and, uh, anybody who's a DJ, you know, like your, uh, your thumb drive, like your stick drive, your music collection is like your pride and joy. Some of us have spent, you know, 10 years collecting music. Elon has this whole line. He used to say, uh, a DJ is someone who listens to a lot of shitty music so that you don't have to, uh, which I find true. So it's like, if you have, you know, <laughs> 10,000 tracks that you've accumulated over a 10 year period, let's say you've probably listened to a hundred thousand tracks to accumulate those 10,000 tracks, like something like that. Right. Um, and that's the thing you're like, you're curating an experience. And so it really is like a pride and joy. And back in the day it was, you know, albums and then it became CDs. Now everybody carries around their thumb drives and storage drives and stuff like that. So the, the media has gotten smaller, but nonetheless, like the time spent in investing and, and creating these experiences and music for people is, is a lot. And so, um, if you don't know me, I'm a huge tech nerd. I love to push buttons. Always have my dad used to always tell me when I was a kid, he's like, if you can find a job that pays you well, um, to push buttons, you're going to make a lot of money someday. Little did he know, little did he know that that would kind of come true. 
Uh, but last night I, I usually stretch before bedtime. I'm stretching there. I was really tired last night, like more than usual. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to go to bed really early tonight, go do some stretches, do the stupid thing, go on social media, watch a YouTube video. And I, and I watch tech reviews. Don't ask me why I find them fascinating. And I notice uh, this new windows laptop uh, out on the market. And I'm noticing, oh, the guy's running Windows 11, and I've been really excited about this new operating system that, that Microsoft is going to launch uh, because I'm a nerd and I have to have those things on day one. And I'm like, oh, okay, let me go do a quick search. I'm like, oh, I wonder if Windows 11 is out. Sure enough, it just came out that day. Like, it just came out yesterday. Um, and so I'm like, oh, nice. I go and start downloading it, try to install it on my computer. And, and my computer, my desktop is a, is a pretty beastly computer in terms of specs, but for whatever reason, Windows 11 decided that my my computer is uh, is a no-no. It's not going to install on that computer. So being the um, the, the uh, resourceful human that I am, I go on YouTube and find a way to like hack it, basically. Hack the system to trick, trick Windows into installing on my machine anyway. So I'll, I'll leave all the details of how I did that alone, but if you want to know, click here, here. I'm just kidding. Don't <laughs> click anywhere. <laughs> don't, don't click anywhere. Um, Anyway, so I, I, in, in order to do this, you need a thumb drive. You need to, to put the Windows files on a thumb drive. And so I, the only thumb drive I could find was my DJ music. So I put it in the computer to move these files through the system that Windows uses on there. And little did I know, and without any warning on their part, they formatted my entire thumb drive in order to install these files on there. And so in, uh, with a click of a button, I lost, uh, I don't know, this has happened before. So I want to say at this point in time, it's probably about six years worth of work and into music. And the music is one, it's really like putting together playlists, like how you organize your music that really hurts more than the music you can always recapture. Um, and so that was a really big hit. And because of that, I'm like, all right, I'm going to figure this fucking windows things out. And I ended up sitting there for another hour and a half, maybe two hours more than I intended. And instead of going to bed at nine, I went to bed at 1130 last night, just, you know, totally exhausted. So, uh, bad decisions all over on my part, but like, you know, that, very disappointing. Like I told Elon and he's like, Ooh, <laughs> any, any, any DJ will recognize that's like your worst nightmare is to lose all your music like that. Um, and I don't have it backed up anywhere, which is also another, another faux pas. So, oh my God. so here we are. And, yeah. So here we are. Elon's going to cry, but, uh, but that's, you know, I I those, these are my examples. I went through this at the beginning of the year. I got a new laptop and sold my other one and didn't realize that the file, just a simple file that would have taken me 10 seconds, 10 seconds to download from Rekordbox. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That creates right. all the playlists and organizes yeah. everything was wiped out when I wiped out the laptop before I sold it. And like if I had just even saved, I don't know maybe a month before or even six months before I, yeah. And so I did that. And then <laughs> I've done that. I've done that too with iTunes where I didn't, I didn't save the playlist like that. Yeah. yeah. So get this Sat for two months, organized everything again, went through, organized everything again. And then the new laptop broke. Did Elon save <laughs> that same file again after having done two months of work to redo everything? No, he did not. No, he did learn not. Nothing. Learn no, nothing. Learn nothing. Yeah, humans humans don't learn lessons easy. Uh, anyway, so that happened. In the past, I would have I would have had like a 
you know when when you get so disappointed like it feels like your blood just sinks to your stomach and all the blood is coming out of your face and you kind of like lose consciousness for a second and you're like just hold on everything's gonna be fine that actually didn't happen that actually didn't happen i actually felt pretty stable but i i was like very determined to get that operating system installed after that happened because i was i was really gonna be like ah fuck it i'll do it later and go to bed but once that happened i'm like nope i'm like for to honor my music like i'm gonna, I'm gonna sit here i'm gonna this make sure this gets in vain. exactly totally so um and there's been other things i mean really big life things we've we've recently had a very close family friend um pass away in in a really really unpleasant way um really unpleasant way i won't won't get into details here it's too personal um and just stuff like that has been hitting my system quite a bit and so i want to point out that you know like these these experiences for most of us are are really nothing new you know when when i track back this feeling of disappointment um i'm getting a little echo for me by the way again i can i can i can remember at a really young age feeling that way this general malaise about life and like disappointed in such a way that it was like uh wanting like god to save me that's the only way i could say it i was like i remember as a little boy being like please come save me and then like of course nothing showing up and this deep feeling of like remorse and anger and disappointment that there was like nothing out there that was going to take like really take care of me the way that i thought i needed to be taken care of or something like that and so that's that's just in my system and you know elon and i have recognized this in business over the years too about like how we would go into business relationships and like kind of subconsciously set them up for failure and then get into these like arguments with these people and it was really very draining and over the years as we've worked our parts like we've seen I mean, a massive decrease in that, you know, like 90% reduction in those kind of experiences. Um, but I can feel, it's like, I can almost feel the frequency of it when I'm creating it now. So, you know, kind of what I want to get to here. And I think what Elon wants me to get to too, is like, okay, so that's happening now that's happening for all of us right now. You know, whether you're disappointed in the way the governments are handling the current crisis, whether you're you like how they're doing it, but you're disappointed about how people are responding to it. Like, you know, whatever, whatever side of the fence you're on with it. We're all kind of dealing with these, these hits of, of optimism and disappointment, I think, in our lives and however it is that we, we create that. And it's really prudent to, A, uh, recognize what it is. Uh, there's a part in your system that has created a job for itself in managing disappointment and for it to manage disappointment it needs to actually create that disappointment that's that's number one so it's like really like recognizing this part in your system and then the second part is is really what we talk about on this podcast and in our training all the time is everything that everything that happens to us you know all the traumas uh, i've recently defined trauma as a um a type of communication type of like communication network that that like the reality uses to inform us about what needs healing in our in our experience and healing is really just a um it's not to get rid of something it's not to overcome something like trauma really is just a part of you that's unintegrated it's as simple as that so like this part of you that gets disappointed there's a part of you that's just not integrated into the whole and so you see it as separate from yourself you often judge it and when you start judging it Again, it keeps it away from you, unintegrated. And you start making those same judgments of people in society, right? Because you're not dealing with it within yourself. So you you project it outside of yourself. Again, it has to be separate from you, not part of you to be overcome. 
Um, and so you start dealing with that out in the world and everyone starts disappointing you when really it's just this unintegrated part in your system. So those are like the, the mental insights to kind of come to about these things. And then really it's like, suddenly over this last month with so much of it arising, it's like, it, it creates a lot of fear in the system because like where I go to with it is like, what was me? Things don't work out for me. <laughs> you know, like it gets really dramatic in there. Um, uh, you know, how come never, how come never, nothing can ever be easy. Like, oh, like I'm so tired, you know, all, all this kind of stuff. And so look again, what does this part really want? This part is not seeking to be overcome. It's not seeking to be managed. It's seeking to, uh, just like any child that's disappointed, think about children when they're really disappointed. The parents don't turn away from the child and say, oh, good, he's disappointed. Like, a few, you know, I'm out of here. And they turn to the child and, and they console them and they soothe them, they hold them, they, they get present with them. And, and so ultimately, that's it's been like, kind of shitty. And then I'm kind of also excited about it because I've never been able to turn into the disappointment this way, not deal with it from like the melodrama, but just deal with it very matter of factly. Like there is this part in my system that really, really right now is like screaming at me in so many different ways. And it's like, Hey, you have not been paying attention to me and I really, really need your presence right now. And so of course all the situations to be disappointed arise because that's where my focus is right now in my own healing. And so the circumstances are, are arising to meet that. And that that's exciting for me. And that's, I think, a little bit why I almost have like a sense of humor about what's happening. Even as I tell these stories, I hope you kind of get that. Like it's nearly funny, like when the human melodrama happens now. And I'm like, great, like there's a whole new level of healing, whole new level of stability waiting for me. Um, whole new level of clarity, freedom from all this stuff. And I'm just excited to, what we have seen is that once the pattern is broken, so to speak, once this part is reintegrated into the system, um, there is like a life, a life that we just don't know that exists yet without that part being separate from us. And once it's reintegrated, really, it could be more of a, it starts showing up more of a gift. So I'm kind of in this like, okay, well, how many more rounds of boxing are we going to do here? Disappointment before, you know, we fully get integrated, but it's hit some really, really hard spots in my system. Like, you know, I spent this last weekend and then like not feeling great at all emotionally and disbalanced mentally. And, uh, one of the things that I think we have both learned uh, and I apply much more successfully than ever before is like really reaching out for support when I realize that I can't seem to gain balance on my own. So I'm going through my practices, doing my meditations, reaching out to people. I feel a bajillion times better, even though that's not the goal. Um, yeah, and I'm excited to keep doing the work with disappointment and, and get some freedom around this thing. Yeah, it's it's so huge. And I, <clears throat> as you're talking, I'm like, first of all, I just want to acknowledge you. Like, it's amazing. I, I even spoke to you. I think it was, what day are we today? Wednesday. So Monday when I spoke to you. Uh, and you were like really, really in the world of disappointment. And like, it's interesting when, when I'd love for you to even share, you know, like, what do you notice? Right. Cause there's like the default mode, which is where when disappointment hits your system, you spiral into not you, like, I want you to talk about you, but I just want to point out to everyone. It's like, whenever like a certain thing hits your system, there's this pattern that just goes into action to try to make yourself feel better. That's so right. 
A, I want you to talk about that. Like, what have you noticed? And then B, and maybe it's in the noticing, but just B, like, how do we not go into pattern and then actually lean onto the new resources and the new abilities and things like that? Okay. So you might have to guide me a little bit from question to question, but um, I, I think generally how I've dealt with it, I'm sure how most people deal with it is like, you want to cognitively check out, right? Those are like the great moments to like grab a drink, smoke some pot, go watch a movie. Um, in essence, all those things, all these like little addictions are, are, are the ways that we try not to be present with what's so, because it's like the pattern's too painful. We don't, we don't want to be experiencing that. It's very reminiscent of things from our childhood that we didn't want to face. And, and, you know, again, it's so many times of dealing with that energy that it's like for my system, like when, when stuff like that hits, it's like my system gets very sticky. Like when I get angry or sad, I feel like tar is getting like thrown on my nervous system and anybody who's ever had tar on their skin, it's, it doesn't clean off easy. So it's like, no matter how much I'm scrubbing, I'm like, yep, still there, you know, like still there. It just never seems to get off and it can take like days for my system. So first thing I've learned is to really be patient with my system. I usually have like a three to four day turnaround from like a, an experience that hits my system hard to like fully through it. The other one is like, if we do those things, then we avoid the pattern. And if we avoid the pattern, just like Elon said about you know, making a mistake of not saving this playlist, we are essentially inevitably going to make the same mistake again. We're going to exercise the same mistake again. Because of course, like that's what the moment showed. It was like, hey, there's an opportunity here for something different. And if you don't do it different, then what's predictable is you're going to get the same results. And so if we avoid our pattern, the chances are is that the pot, the pattern continues to be unconscious in every which way, not just mentally, but also in, in your ability to feel through it. And so inevitably it's going to get hit again and you're not going to notice it getting hit again because it's very subtle when these things usually get hit. And then they kind of like expand and become much bigger in our reality than they really ought to be or need to be. And so the other thing is like really like turning into the pattern. Like today, I don't find myself in avoidance patterns. I find myself like, oh, this is interesting. Like we're, we're deep in this shit right now. Um, and I really look for opportunities throughout the day to um, not avoid it, like to go hang out with friends or whatever it might be, but like, like just sit and really, really experience the depth of the disappointment that's there. Now, the caveat to that is for anybody who's like newer to our work, I'm, when I'm experiencing, I'm not looking at it from my mind and trying to solve the problem. Okay. That, cause if you do that, just like when you're laid up, at, uh, up late at night and you're kind of in your thoughts, like, you know, trying to think about the situation in a lot of different ways, but you really just kind of like looping the energy and the anger and the sadness over and over again. It's not like that. I'm, I'm not doing anything with my mind at all. Right. Like we could say the first level of trying to deal with like problem solving is mindset. Problem solving through the mind just creates more problems in my experience. The next layer down would be learning how to accept what's happening. And the next level down from that to me would be full surrender. Like this is the experience I'm having, like, like really going into the, 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 the discomfort of the body in a really compassionate way and meeting this part in the system. And, and that's why, you know, again, it's, it's hard to explain when you go into your own system this way, it gets a little bit psychedelic in your own experience, but like Saturday, I mean, it was, it was like deep. Like I, I felt like a three-year-old who, you know, whose parent just like walloped him or hit him or something like that. And 
just like shocking, shockingly uncomfortable and painful sensations in my body. Um, and I want to just offer like, that's, that's what we're avoiding is like the, the pain body. And, uh, if we avoid the pain body, all we're doing is really just shoving it back down and then adding another layer on top of it. And so it just, it's like, it just has so much more of an opportunity to take space up in your, in your life, in your mind to get triggered more easily. Cause of course, anything that's taking up more space, it's, it's like, you know, if you throw a rock down a well, but something is taking up more space, like you're more likely to hit that thing than something that's taking up very little space in your energetics. And so that's what it feels like to me. And it's like, unless we really learn to give ourselves the opportunity to, to view it from a higher mind. And so what, what we teach and what we've learned is how to uh, unlocalize our mind, right? Because if we watch it from the mind, that it's the mind that's actually creating or is part of this pattern. And so if you watch from here, you're inside the pattern. You're the subject in the pattern. But if you learn how to unlocalize and unhook your awareness and you're actually outside of the mind, um, your view becomes objective. Like a, a person watching a, a dramatic movie instead of the person being in the drama of the movie. And that's a really, really different experience because technically we're both. We're both the subject and the object in all of our, our experiences. And so that's the thing I, I kind of like bounce out of the subjectivity. I come into the objectivity. That relaxes the body into a situation where it feels more easy to feel through things, especially things that are really, really uncomfortable. And, th and that to me is a, a, a sign of, of, of health. Like that to me has become a sign of health now. And so it's that, it's, it's, it's really just the patience and grace from that point on of like letting the body go through its own timing and pace. Of course, there's all the things I want to, you know, like I sat around all home, home all weekend, like fucking mopey and like not wanting to do anything, but like that was the mood. So, you know, I, 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 I participated in the mopiness. I participated in the, in the disappointment. Um, when I felt like I needed support, reached out because I, again, Elon and I will say this time and time again, we cannot do our own healing, especially not in a situation like that. We need another human being present with us. Our system needs to have a uh, connection for the experience to move all the way through that resources us, that helps us find stability and ground. And so I did those things and yeah, you know, like, uh, whatever layer came off with it, came off with it. And I'm, I'm feeling, uh, much better for it. Again, not the goal, but to have an experience like that last night, you know, in the midst of all this other disappointment and see that it wasn't like uh, hyper triggering or made me like lose sleep that night. And I woke up today and I feel, you know, nice and stable. There's some parts in there that are a little bit triggered, but that's a, it's a huge, huge victory. Yeah. You know, gen genuinely huge victory. Yeah. And, and just one other piece that I want to point out is <clears throat> if you notice in guys thinking uh, in, in guys sharing, there's the, a, a part like when you notice the pattern and this pattern, you almost begin to find gratitude for it because you realize that this pattern has been working super, super hard on your behalf to try to make that feeling of disappointment go away. Right. Like whatever your thing is that gets you out of that feeling, it's a protector. It's, it's like this thing that comes up and goes, OK, uh, I'm going to take care of you guy and you don't have to feel this level of disappointment because then we're going to hurt all. Right. And so you the first step is to actually like acknowledge that part of yourself and like really find gratitude for it, for how hard it works to keep you from actually being inside of these sensations. Once you figure that out, and 
again, through time, like what Guy is talking about, he's been practicing this for, you know, five, six years at this point. So it's like that all that stuff comes naturally, right? Because more naturally, more naturally, because really what he's interested in, you can even hear it in his share. It's like the gift of sitting in the disappointment. Mm -hmm. Like as if we've done it so many times where we know that the other side of this, like whatever it is in sitting with, even if it takes a day or two or three or four, right? Like how many times have you just let yourself sit? Not like wallow in and like, me, not like that, but just like sit with and experience a level of abandonment or loneliness or sadness or fear, or even terror, right? Or grief. And you just sat there witnessing because you knew you're like, I'm going to go in there on purpose. And I'm going to allow all of that. None of us have been trained on how to do that. It's it, it happens innately, very innately, like once you, you're you given some reminders, but that first intentionality of going like, and this is what guy, you know, even through the weekend and Monday, it's like, Disappointment keeps showing up. Disappointment keeps showing up. Disappointment keeps showing up. He's not wanting that protector and pattern to take him out of it. He's like, hey, listen, I get that you're doing this for me. And I get that you want the best for me. And I'm choosing to go in there and actually be with it fully. Because we know that on the other side of that is the healing. Sure. You can't feel something without going through that something. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say for most people, just very counterintuitive from how we've learned to deal with things because we live in such a mental society that we think the only way to problem solve is by thinking of sitting there and thinking about it. But again, like, you know, don't take my word for it. Look at your own experiences when you're really dealing with something and just sitting there thinking about it, thinking about it and thinking about it. You actually start feeling a lot worse, right? The experience is arising. You're still not being with your experience. You're thinking about your experience and you think that now you're being with your experience because you're thinking about it. But it's being with your experience is directly experiencing what's happening within you. Like what's at, not, not adding anything to it. Not like, Oh, I'm sad because the moment it's because or some in order to is added down there. That's more of the mental architecture. It's trying to figure out what's happening. And it thinks if it gets to the source of the why that it'll somehow change it. But we've all at some point gotten enough advice from a friend or went to a therapist. You got to the why. Okay. You got the why like doesn't change the feeling in the body at all. It's still projecting this experience. Right. And so, what we learn as we do a lot of these repetitions with sitting with ourselves, yeah, learn with uh, with these repetitions of sitting with ourselves is really like you come to expect this healing experience that comes on the opposite end of it. You come to expect the more well being and ground that you cultivate in your system. It becomes so obvious that that's the byproduct of doing this process that no matter how difficult an experience, you're just like, you know what, I'm going to sit with it, and where where I keep saying this to our clients too, it's like everyone's chasing pleasure, right? And our philosophy is like, stop trying to make yourself feel better, simply get better at feeling. And we really mean that because when you grow and expand your ability to be with all the discomfort of life and all the different disappointments that come, what you ultimately cultivate is this ability to just be with it all. And so the pleasure that you start gaining from experiences is not the actual pleasure from the experience itself. It's from the pleasure of viewing the experience itself. Again, just like a moviegoer, you can go watch it, a sad movie or a happy movie or action movie. It doesn't matter what the genre is. You can still be in pleasure watching it at some level because 
you're just enjoying the view, right? You're just enjoying the experience of watching. And ironically, that's not far from the truth of actually what it takes to, to live in a higher consciousness and to heal ourselves. And so hopefully that's a little bit of a pointer for people here. Um, as like, you know, now the real question is how do you train that part of yourself that when those difficult moments arise, you can be the moviegoer of your life and not be the person stuck in the melodrama. Wrap it up there. Beautifully, beautifully said. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's pin it there and just, you know, whatever you took from this, take from this. And if you didn't understand certain things, let that go too. Um, just (laughs) pointing back to being in the experience uh, and sometimes, you know, like we've surrounded ourselves with dream team that, that allows us to reach out and, and be with them. Like I said, it's very, 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 very difficult to do this kind of work, uh, deep healing work on your own. So if you need support, just know that we're here. You can find our, uh, private Facebook group by join old soul, join old And, um, just reach out for support. That's what we've created all this uh, community for. Beautiful. Friends, love you. We'll see you next time. Bye, everyone. Thank you, dear one, for choosing to share a bit of your day with us. We value you greatly. And as a way to give back and help you to deepen these practices, we want to invite you to join our incredible community on Facebook. You can do so easily by going to joinoldsouls.com and ask for an invite. This is our private community where old souls and seekers are able to grow and share their journey with others. We hold exclusive weekly live streams, we answer your personal questions, and offer valuable insights that we won't be able to share here on the podcast. So again, just head to joinoldsouls.com and grab your invite today. And as always, if you enjoy this podcast, please head to iTunes and leave us a review. It's the only way other people can find this show. So if it's making a difference in your life, please share the love. Until we meet again, have an amazing week, dear one.